Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. Rude and sexy! Bye. It's time to take a dip in the pool of stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. She kind of looks like a sexy peacock. I like her. When did you turn into, like, somebody's body aunt? It was like, I like her. She looks like a sexy peacock. <laughs> it's a couple. What does that even mean? I don't know. It's like something a 70-year-old aunt from, like, Detroit. Like, she looks like a sexy peacock. I did order a Christmas tree off QVC and watch a Hallmark movie. We're going to drink slits and <laughs> go eat some corn dogs. She's a sexy peacock. Featuring Panama Ted, Leanna Ray on traffic. You know I hate you guys, right? And all the weird sounds the internet has ever made. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day. He's the only one I've ever met that can handle my job. Stuff flaps all over the place. Does that make any sense to you? This is Common Man and T-Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. <laughs> Hello, man. I'm laughing because... It doesn't feel like it's been... It feels like Tuesday. It feels like it should be Thursday or Friday already. It feels well, like it's we, been a pretty have, long, crazy week already. We have so much stuff to get to today. Just a ton of stuff. We have, uh, of course, the big news of the day is they're they're playing the U.S. Open tennis in Flushing. Yes. We're going to do yes. all three hours on Novak Djokovic. <laughs> That's that's right. Yeah, and no, and Mila Djokovic. Djokovic as well. Really? Yes. Okay. I didn't. Know. Good for her. I'm I'm happy for her. Whatever's going on. Uh, we have inside the NFL all the news and notes you need at three forty eight. Bone of Education. This is the finale week for Bone of Education. What are we learning about today, Boner? You know what we're going to learn about today is a snack that I've always enjoyed, and I actually have a can of it sitting right here. As I jingle it, Pringles. We're going to oh. learn about Pringles today. Are you a fan I, of the you know, Pringles? I am a fan of the Pringles, and I'm aware that it's it's illegal. Just like it's illegal to be a husband and wife radio duo. <laughs> it's illegal to call Pringles potato chips. Is it? Oh, right. It's a, it's a potato snack. It's a, well, I think it's like a crisp or something. They have some wording on the thing because it's, it's, it's like a pressed form of a, I mean, of a chip. Oh, it says potato crisps. Crisps. Is what it says there here. There you go. Yeah. Not, Not uh, a chip. It's a crisp. Or if it's you're, uh, if you hablo espanol, it's crujientes de papa. That's what, uh, that's what those are. Crujientes. Uh, Pringles time during the bone of education. We have rapid fire in the four o'clock hour. Teddy was working very hard on rapid fire. We have some breaking news today. We have, uh, I'm going to start the program talking about the president and Kevin Warren. But before we get to that, Joe Mixon signs an extension with the Bengals. Oh, this just coming down in the last 15 minutes or so four year extension in addition to this season. So for the next five seasons, in theory, because we know how this works, he will be a Cincinnati Bengal. So he that's done. No money has been attached to this yet, but it's some he got some. Well, I mean, it was pretty to me, at least it seemed pretty no brainer. You have a franchise quarterback you just drafted. You are planning on playing him right away from everything we've heard. I would think you would want to give Joe Burrow every opportunity to have a good offense around him. If you take away one of the primary weapons of that offense, 
then that's going to make it more difficult on him. It might potentially lead you to a path where his development is stunted slightly. At least now, you give him as many weapons as you can. I wouldn't want to take one away. So I, I didn't think they would get to a point where they would really fight over this and not allow him to get a deal done and not have him on the field this year. So it's good to see that didn't happen. If no, you're a I didn't fan. think so either. I thought they were going to get it done. And I can't remember. We, we've talked about this before because he's talked about this before. His demands weren't ridiculous, at least when we heard about it a couple months ago. And I would assume if the Bengals sign this deal, that confirms that his demands were not ridiculous because the Bengals are not meeting unrealistic demands. We know that about them. No. So they've gotten the job done. Joe Mixon is going to be on the team for the next five seasons. Maddie pointed out, Maddie Ice in the last show, Rothman and Ice, noon to three right here on the fan. He played his best football. His yards per carry was the best it was all season in December of last year when this team was woefully out of anything. And everybody knew he was going to get the football, and yet he still performed. Yeah. You, you can say, well, he's playing for the contract. and Does it really matter what he's playing for? As long as he's playing for something, what's the difference? Well, right. I would, I would also think that if you're playing for a contract, this year, but then the next year they draft a quarterback that you hope could become the eventual future of the franchise, and they do give you the contract you're looking for, yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess guys could just say, okay, I got my money. Now I'm just going to kick back. I've earned it. I don't need to really do anything. I- I'm going to guess that's not the case, given especially you know his his past, as we've talked about. He has a lot of problems off the field previously. Football wasn't always guaranteed for him, given some of the things he brought on himself because of heinous acts that he committed. So perhaps, maybe, he looks at football as an opportunity and a privilege to get to play it, because in my mind, it's a privilege that I'm shocked he still has. But anyway, he's here, and I would hope that that would not be something you would take lightly. He liked playing against the Brownies last year, man. He he did. I mean, I, I had forgotten this. I'm sure you haven't. But the two games in December, because that's when both the games were, uh, December eighth against the Brownies, twenty three carries for a buck forty six. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, the twenty ninth of December, the final game of the regular season, twenty six carries for a buck sixty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and there's this too. I mean, of the last in the last in each of the last two seasons, there's three guys who have run for at least eleven hundred yards in both of the last two seasons. Ezekiel Elliott and Chris Carson are the other two, and then Joe Mixon. So All right, let him you live. Know, it's you're, you're one of the few guys in the NFL doing that. It, it does speak to your ability. All right, let's talk about Big Ten football. You uh, broke the news yesterday. You had your sources. That's right. The Big Ten would be back at practice today and that the season would start up on October, was it 3rd or 4th? Whatever that third Saturday is, was. The 3rd is Saturday, yeah. So, All right, so you broke that news yesterday. Well, they're mm-hmm. not technically at practice today, but next best thing... You got President Trump going on Twitter. Here's what, here's what he tweeted this morning. Mm-hmm. Had a very productive conversation with Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, about immediately starting up Big Ten football would be good slash great for everyone, players, fans, country. Then he says, on the one-yard line, exclamation <laughs> point. All right, getting ready to punch that in. Now, the mm. Big Ten has come out, and they have, they have said, yes, this, this meeting did take place. And the reports are that uh, they're trying to tap into a government stockpile of rapid tests for the virus. Thank goodness that's what they're being used for. (laughs) 
Well, I don't, we don't I need no, it for anything. We don't need it for anything else. I, just let them go to the football players. I have That's no good. idea. I have no idea how many of these tests they have, how easy it is to manufacture them at this point. I have no clue. I find it incredibly odd. I find it pleasing, by the way, that we're at this point, that we could be looking at a reversal of this decision because I didn't think it was going to happen. I have people ask me this every single day. What are the chances that Kevin Warren changes his mind? Well, it, zero, I, say, I always say zero. Right, and then we we saw the report yesterday that we saw the the eleven to three was the vote of chancellors and presidents, and I said as much bad press as they're getting, these stubborn idiots. Even if everybody else around them is playing college football and it's going on relatively well, and by we have no idea that's going to be the case. No, that's we that's have, a whole other question. We have right. no idea it's going to be the case. I didn't think there'd be any way that they would say, "Oops, we've changed our mind." Now that doesn't mean they wouldn't play in january or in even after thanksgiving we've seen that report but i didn't think there'd be any way they'd just do a complete reversal and say yep we're ready to go and we'll kick off sometime in late september whoopee i didn't think that would be the case after reading all this stuff today i still don't think it's a hundred percent chance but i think it's greater than 50 that we could be getting football sooner rather than later yeah, it's it's a very interesting situation to me in the sense that you know the argument has been and and rightfully so from a lot of people in college football, hey, we don't know if we can play college football this year, but we're going to give it every every chance we can. We're going to give it literally the old college try and see what happens. Um you can make the case though, and the Big 10 and the Pac-12 did or at least that's what they were making the case behind closed doors, was that giving it the old college try might be dangerous to our student-athletes, and that's why they weren't willing to do it. The Pac-12 seems to still believe that, or thinks that what they did in their decision-making was sound. Right, I don't know, maybe they'll change too. But that's what's weird for me with the Big Ten, is how through all of this, there has been such a lack of leadership, of clear explanations for negative decisions you've made, uh an understanding of the pain and frustration for a lot of people who are affected by those decisions that didn't exist. There was no empathy. And then now a possibility of a reversal without a really clear reasoning as to why there would be a reversal. If in the first place, it was so dangerous. This is a failure of leadership, regardless of the outcome at this point. Would you not agree with that, Mike? Oh, are you kidding me, man? If they at the press conference, let's say they have the press conference and Kevin Warren is there and, you know, he says, good news. We've decided to reverse course and go ahead with the season after the initial cheering virtual yeah. cheering that we would all have i would also hope that like weird big ear vince mcmahon shows up and just looks at kevin warren right in the face and says you're fired this should be the last act kevin warren yeah. shouldn't be praised yeah. for this instead if he does reverse course we should look at him even more sideways than we do as a well, failure as, it's a, as a, complete it's a complete failure. failure what have you done you've done nothing except throw everybody into chaos yeah, this is this is the point of leadership where I don't understand. This is not about whether or not we should play the season, okay? Reasonable people can have disagreements, I think, looking at the information and the data and all that stuff. There's lots of places to hear that discussion. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is with Kevin Warren, this is a guy from the start who didn't make the decision clear. Then when it was questioned, doubled down on the lack of clarity by giving a very unclear statement that he just kind of said, well, that's our decision, what we did, blah, blah, blah. 
Then he let the presidents just kind of say, and ADs are speculating, did we vote? Did we not vote? All that was crazy enough that it led to lawsuits getting filed against your entity. Then you had to get legal advice involved and legal then said yeah there was a vote and here's what it was you had to enter that into the public record why why wouldn't from the start why wouldn't you put that info out there and from the start why wouldn't you say here are the reasons why and if these things change we're open to restarting the season we just need to see these things change one of those things could have been we can't get rapid tests yes and by the way to your point If initially you have your medical experts coming forward saying the reason we feel like we can't do this is because we don't, first of all, we We can't can't get get access and we don't, we don't have faith in the reliability. If that changes, then our opinion may change. Absolutely. But we didn't get any of that information. No, we just, like I said, I think reasonable people can look at this situation and come to different conclusions. But the problem is Kevin Warren as much as this is on the the presidents voted right everybody's right your presidents right the president of these schools who voted to play, to not play all that stuff fine but the issue still is Kevin Warren did not clarify any of this to anyone at any time and that has led to the chaos we have seen and it is all to me that part of it the PR part of it is all on him and his office oh and absolutely I don't know how the Big Ten can continue to have him be the president of of this conference going forward. I think we were talking about this maybe on the air or off the air yesterday, but man, the first time he steps up to award a Big Ten championship trophy, I think Ted brought that up. That what do you think is going to happen if we get to a conference championship this year, next year, whenever it is? The amount of vitriol that's going to be towards oh, this guy absolutely. for forever is going to be ridiculous. There's no way he could continue as commissioner. More thoughts on this coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from State Road 315 northbound before Henderson Road. All lanes are open in that area. But traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups, about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy... The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. P3 is there to help you take on the day. On the NRA with fan traffic. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. All right, lots of stuff to unpack today. President Trump talking with Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren. Uh, He said they had a good conversation. I'm seeing reports coming out now. I saw Dan Patrick say this and your friend and mine, Clay Travis, (laughs) uh, said that they believe that if the safety measures and protocols are satisfactory to the conference, the start date could be October 10th for a season. 
All right. Here's what I don't get about the... First of all, look, breaking news. Everybody wants to politicize everything all the time. So if you're inclined to believe that Donald Trump saved the football season for you, then you're going to believe that. All right. Donald Trump is running for president. So it's in his best interest to do things like this and get things done. Now, if he winds up getting this done, that's great. We think. From a you know fan standpoint, that's great. From a safety standpoint, is it great? We have no idea. Time will tell. But here's what I don't understand. So Kevin Warren and the Big Ten presidents, most of them, 11 of them, said, we don't think it's safe to play football. And then after they made that decision, they just sat on their hands and did nothing. If you believe the reports, this call between the White House and Kevin Warren, which took place yesterday, was initiated by the White House. If anybody's going to be calling, requesting assistance when it comes to public health, you know, I know this sounds callous. It's not Kevin Warren's job to worry about other things other than the schools in his conference. He should be the one calling. He should have done this three, four, five weeks ago. Hey, um, just asking for a friend, what type of assistance can you give us? We want to play this football season. It's very important financially for our member institutions. What can you do for us? What's the worst thing that they can say? I'm sorry, we have too many other people to help right now. Please go away, Mr. Kevin Warren. Why is it the White House calling up the Big Ten saying, what can we do for you? Shouldn't it be the other way around? Yeah, there's a lot of bizarre conclusions you can draw from all that, Mike. But I I will say this. There was a story floating, or not a story. There was a theory floating around online over the weekend because... I love baseless theories. Let's go. Mm. Well, because uh, the uh, Biden presidential campaign was running an ad that showed a bunch of empty football stadiums, and I think at least one of them was a Big Ten stadium. I know Michigan's was in there. I didn't see the whole ad, but I just saw the first slide that I saw of it was Michigan Stadium in there, and that led some people to speculate that Kevin Warren was doing this for political reasons. Well, I would hope today at least blows that theory out of the water, right? Like, let's put all that to bed, because if that was your theory that somehow this was politically motivated, today he's now talked to the other side on that and now appears to be working towards some way of moving forward. I don't know what will happen with that. We we think it's going to be sooner than later, but not sure yet. We don't know. But, yeah, I would hope that little theory can at least go away, that this was somehow politically motivated I genuinely believe the Big Ten had information and uh, medical insight that the Pac-12 has, and they said this is not safe to proceed. And by the way, I don't think they had that exclusively. I think the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 all had it too. And they all said, doesn't matter, we're doing it anyway. And that's where everybody landed. And I think the Big Ten is the only one that has come back to revisit their decision because of the backlash and because of people freaking out. And apparently because of the calculations of the Big Ten powers, all the people who run the conference, who didn't seem to realize this would be an issue. There would be concerns. How did they not realize that? I don't know. But that is the thing I keep coming back to is we keep hearing how... They didn't expect this backlash. They didn't think people would be upset. Wow, that's ridiculous. That doesn't mean you have to change your mind because people are upset. That's what that would is, is what's surprising to me is that if the evidence was so compelling that you shouldn't play, why would a bunch of people getting mad about it do anything to change your opinion? Like if you're a doctor, Mike, and you're doing medical research on 
what causes cancer, right? The, the, the people who came out first and said, hey, you know, smoking, we have seen a very strong link to carcinogens, smoke, causes lung cancer. Those doctors found this evidence to be the case. Smoking was popular. I'm sure when they put that out there, there were a lot of people who were like, how dare you? I'm sure there were the, the cigarette companies were all pissed off at them. Doesn't mean you change your decision if the evidence you have is sound, which that's what's going to lead people back to this thing with the Big Ten is to say, did you not believe what you found? Did you not have maybe the concrete evidence initially that you were leading people to believe you did have? This is, again, all of this is a problem of the way this was packaged and presented. So, yeah, if they don't have sound reasoning behind their decision-making, of course they should change their opinion. They should follow wherever the evidence leads them. They should follow the best practices. And if that is to play football this year, all right. I am a little interested in the fact that the Pac-12 has has done nothing about changing their season, and that has led a bunch of Big Ten homers to say, oh, the Pac-12 doesn't care about football, which I don't agree with that. I think that's that's very short-sighted and silly. But there is some reason why the Pac-12 isn't playing football, and apparently now the Big Ten is. I'm curious as to what changed with the Big Ten. Well, re- you, you can say that you know the the medical de- reasoning is why they made the decision. That's true, but how many parent protests have you had in Pac-12 country? Zero. Yeah, and that's something that we talked about with David Shaw, because apparently the coaches there did a much better job of letting the parents know this is probably not going to happen. This is Could this be. is very unlikely However, to happen. However, if you see the Big Ten reverse course, do you expect that to continue? No. You'll start to see the parent protests come out. You will see the Pac-12 revisit their decision. Yeah, I, you're probably right on that. I'm just, like I said, this the initial way they came out so strongly I think may I don't know if you're this way Mike but at least for me when I see the Big 10 say on August 11th we can't play football until the end of the year there's no way we can play no, no, until no, you're, January. You're right. It makes no sense. Like, this is a well, major fail. What I'm saying is though some people jump to the conclusion that the Big 10 just doesn't like playing football. What in the world would give you that idea? Like the the Big 10 needs this. It's a financial boondoggle if they don't play football. It causes them so many other issues. Schools will shut down some of their portions of their athletic program. Teams will go away if they don't play football. This was a monumental decision. I know that, but you, you, I I'm saying I would I would only assume you're doing that because there is such grave information you've received from the medical that, standpoint. This is, this. this is why apparently not. This is apparently not. They're doing it because, and we talk about this all the time when it comes to, oh, this referee had it out for me, or this league office did this stupid thing, and they've got it out for my team, or my league, or whatever. Because we can't sort of wrap our minds around that people that are paid millions of dollars a year, the people at the top of their profession, responsible for all this decision making, we can't possibly think that it's stupidity and not corruption. You could have all these school presidents and chancellors and Kevin Warren just making stupid decisions, not right. evil, corrupt decisions, but they're just they're short sighted and they're stupid. And I guess to their credit, if they come back and revisit that instead of just digging their heels in saying, no, we made this decision, we're going to stick with it. I guess they should be given a, a little smidge of applause for that. As they're all being fired. (laughs) Well, right. (laughs) The other side of that, though, is what if they did have pretty compelling evidence and then they just said, oh, I'm scared of all the yelling. I I, I know this isn't the answer people want to hear. Time will tell. I know. I know. Um, Yeah, there's uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, this is this is very interesting because there's there's articles coming out now too that are saying the Big Ten basically said, yeah, we're not any closer because of the president's call today. I, I just saw Pete Thamel has an article that says sources didn't just deny the president's claim that the league returning immediately was at the one yard line; they laughed at it. So who knows what to believe right now with this Big Ten story? It, it's going to continue to be a story, and the reason is because there is no clear leadership in the Big Ten. None. The NCAA may have tipped their hand a little bit. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on the I-70 downtown split eastbound at Front Street. This is causing slowdowns in that area as they try to get this clear. Plan about a 5-10 to minute backup in the meantime and please use caution over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged and convenient on the go container. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed, and the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. So if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. Only an array with fan traffic. Murdering brain cells, one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Who knows what to believe, but we're going to talk about all of it. <laughs> I know this, man. I want Pete Thamel and Dan Patrick to like settle it mano a mano. I think those two need to fight it out. Whoever wins, that's the storyline that happens. Because Dan Patrick, if you've missed it, has said college football is coming back, or college football, Big Ten football is coming back. It is going to happen on like October 10th. They just have to have this vote, and then it's done. Pete Thamel just put out a story from Yahoo Sports. And Pete Thamel is one of the biggest names in college football as far as covering stories. He usually gets a lot of things right. He said that uh, he talked to multiple sources in the Big Ten who said that the idea that the Big Ten is close to approving an October start date is laughable. So, okay. I don't know who to believe there. Dan Patrick, would you think, have some pretty high-level sources? I want to believe. I, yeah, right. I want to believe Dan Patrick. I want to believe we're going to have football. But who knows? This is That's, such an epic failure. It is. I just, I, I can't believe this. And, and you were right. You said this in the first segment. Kevin Warren, I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to, in the, in the just inept department, in the, the hatred department, to leapfrog Roger Goodell. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, but Kevin, yeah. Kevin Warren has managed to do that. Oh, I, I was telling this to Biddle last week when we were talking about uh, various things going on. I said, you know who Kevin Warren's biggest fan right now is Rob Manfred. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Man. Rob Manfred from Major League Baseball has had a ton of epic screw-ups this year, but he's not getting nearly the heat, at least in college football markets. Like We barely talk about him because we've got Kevin Warren to talk about because he's made so many terrible blunders this year. I want to be very clear, like you've brought up before, whether the decision to, to play football, not play football, whatever the right one is, time will tell on that. But I think we can all agree, wherever you come down on all that, 
that this has been completely mismanaged at the top. Absolutely. From, from Kevin Warren and then to a lesser degree from the presidents of these universities. They should have had the backbone to come out and say, yes, I voted this way and here's why. And I will defend that decision because I believe it's the right thing for our university to do. Instead, they all cowered for the most part. I think Michigan's president actually might have said something about, I support this decision. It's the right direction, whatever, back when it happened. But Kevin Warren is the one they look to, to some degree, to deflect and to fix this problem and to solve the PR crisis. And none of that has happened with Kevin Warren. We actually have some uh, some quotes from the Michigan president. Would you like to hear them? Yeah, go ahead. All right. The great coaches that we have at Michigan. <laughs> Different president. She's gone. I understand. <laughs> I couldn't resist. The great <laughs> that we have that and we all think it's very smart to play I'm sorry football yeah she definitely definitely wasn't enjoying the tailgates that day nope not I want to kiss you different guy <laughs> yeah man this has been I'll tell you like I said it feels like it, it's Tuesday it already feels like Thursday it feels like we have had a full week already with all the twists and turns that have been going on Will they play? Won't they play? This is if they. I hope they get it settled one way or the other soon. Because I'm just, I'm almost tired of dealing with the whole thing. You know, like if the plan is truly not going to be to play till January, then announce that. If the plan is not going to be to play till Thanksgiving weekend, then announce that. And if the plan is to play in October, then announce that. I'm done with all this. It could happen. It might happen. My source told me it would happen. I might hear this. That might occur. If everybody rallies, we'll get it changed. Email the president. No, I'm done. Like, I am so tired of the headache. You think we're tired of it, by the way. And we, we as a fan, we are. Yeah. But imagine these coaches. Oh, I, I mean, can't look, imagine. we we assume I can't imagine. We assume they're getting all the information. That's a bad assumption because they're not. A lot of these guys are in complete and total limbo right now and they're probably reading the Twitter like we are. And yeah. they're thinking, "Well, are we going to be at practice soon? I, I got to get ready. I got to get my guys ready. I got to talk to my guys." They don't know what the hell's going on. I can't tell you. And I, maybe football coaches are like this. I, I assume they are, but I know you're probably this way too, Mike. Like if my wife says, like if we have, if we know we're going to leave the house soon and she says, all right, well, I just have to do a couple more things and then we're going to leave. And, and then I'm ready to go. And I've been told it's time to go. I then am sitting there waiting to go. And every second that goes by, I start going, what's taking so long? What are we waiting on? This is every time I try and leave my house, by the yes, way. Yes. Right. And so like, that's how you and I, I, th I assume a lot of people get like that when they know that there is a possibility they're going to do something they want to do or something they're dreading for all that matters. But there's something up ahead that they are going to do. I like to know when that time is and I like to prepare. If that's us and we're a couple slobs on the radio, imagine what the guys who run college football programs who are super organized, super yeah. type A, I can't imagine what it's like to be sitting around right now here and seeing Dan Patrick's tweet and then seeing Pete the Mel's tweet and then saying and then calling your guy, calling your AD and saying what the hell's happening? And he goes, I don't know. I have no idea. We don't know either. That's that's just ridiculous. Uh, the NCAA may have tipped their hand a little bit. We learned yesterday they have applied to trademark the phrase "battle in the bubble." which could apply to tournaments and other future athletic events, as well as branded apparel. Of course it would, because they're mm. going to try and sell battle in the bubble. Uh, we have long said that I, I, I have no doubt they're going to play college basketball. 
I have no doubt they're going to play college basketball. They're going to have to adjust the schedule, and they may have to do some sort of localized bubble, and then you move into a national bubble for the teams that make the tournament. I have no idea how it's going to work. I hope they do. I yeah. hope they're having these discussions. I, I do, too. But it's trust me, if it happens, we're going to see a lot of things with battle in the bubble on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know why they think someone would want to buy a shirt that says, remember that year where everything was weird? Battle in the bubble. Like I, I, I want no mementos from 2020. I want no souvenirs from 2020. Well, you'll want it if your team's like, you know, in the Sweet 16 Will in the bubble. When I couldn't go because they're in a bubble? Well, I couldn't go watch you're not going to enjoy it? You're not going to buy a I t-shirt? Mean, I, I'll enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Someone will probably will. They'll be like, yep, that was 2020. I, I want nothing to do with remembering you this year. You could say other this than, is the only good thing from 2020. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I guess. But I think you hit the nail on the head. The NCAA has already wiped out a billion-dollar entity for themselves this year. People talk about the opportunities lost from college football. What about these poor players who won't get to possibly turn themselves into NFL draft picks? That already happened. You know how many people made a name off of an NCAA tournament? Steph Curry got to be a top-ten pick because he had a run with Davidson shooting the lights out in the NCAA tournament. That was all missed. A billion dollars, 900 plus million dollars is the budget that the NCAA brings in from March Madness, from the men's and women's tournaments. They lost all that revenue this year. They can't. I don't know how you would sustain losing two billion dollars a year as a quote unquote nonprofit. You know what I mean? How is the how in the world would the NCAA lose two billion dollars over no, seven hundred days? That's There's, why you're right. There's no chance. In the bubble, baby. <laughs> All right, all the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from the I-70 downtown split eastbound at Front Street, but traffic is still slow as it recovers in that area. Plan on some residual backups over here, about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. is packaged and convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up in mere moments. We are digesting a lot of crap today. We don't know what's real. We don't know what's fiction. We're holding on to hope that the Big Ten football season starts up sooner rather than later. We've heard from the president on Twitter today. President Trump, not president of OSU. Although we have just heard from her, haven't we? What did Uh, she say? Christina Johnson apparently talked to NBC4. This is I found the story on 11 Warriors website. Uh, where she had this quote, apparently, she gave a lot of background to this, where she talked about, 
you know, having a clean field and we're trying to all the medical protocols have everything in place, make sure our athletes get a shot, but also make sure everyone has a shot to do what they want to do and all that stuff. She said this. So we're doing our work. We'll come back. And I'm very hopeful that we'll be playing football this fall. And then she said, fall is a long period of time. Fall goes till December twentieth. <laughs> Come on! All right, Stop it! all right. That is, if you you could not sum up today better than that, where it's like we'll be playing football in the fall. Also, fall we're counting now until March thirty first of next year. Uh, by like, the way, we, re- refresh my stupid mind. She's the one who voted on this, right? Not Michael Drake. As far as I know, Michael Drake did not he vote was, on he this. He was gone in June, right? Well, even if he wasn't, why would the outgoing guy get a vote here? I, I don't know. But the incoming president, it's... You're assuming the, competence here. I have no idea. Yeah, but imagine... I mean, either way, the vote was yes. But the outgoing president, if the outgoing president was like, yeah, they shouldn't play football. Here you go, Christina. Enjoy. Like, that would really suck if he got to vote and then gave the new president... Now you clean up the mess of people being mad. So, yeah, I think I think there is something to this that... Not that Michael Drake was the paragon of leadership per se, but I do think having a presidential change happening during this time with your biggest football school and arguably your biggest institution in the Big Ten, I do think that probably contributed to a lot of the confusion. Not that that's Christina Johnson's fault. I'm saying I think because there wasn't, you know, maybe a, a, it, you're in the midst of a change. You're in the midst of everyone right. figuring everything out. And then this giant crisis gets dropped in your lap and, like I've said earlier, they had to figure out all this other stuff with college going on and then also college football. Maybe that's part of why this was a little more chaotic than it would have been if Christina Johnson had already been in the job and the next year maybe could have been a more clear voice in that room. I don't know the answer on that, but I wonder if that didn't have something to do with it. Inside the NFL. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Bone. Well, man, Roger Goodell said that the NFL has done a study about the idea. The competition committee looked into the concept of some teams being able to have fans at the stadium for games this season and some teams not being able to do that because of local ordinances or whatever else is going on with COVID. And then the NFL could have decided, well, let's just make it so no one can have a competitive advantage with fans or let's let some fans be there and some fans not. Well, the NFL, according to Roger Goodell... <laughs> decided to let some fans be there and some fans not. Uh, they, But here's what Roger Goodell said. His quote is that there's no competitive advantage from some teams having fans present while others cannot. There's no way that's right. I mean, there will be an advantage if you have one place has maybe 40,000 fans, if you can get up to that number, and then if you are playing a divisional game, the time you go to their stadium, your you know, you're not facing any Of fans. course there's an advantage. There's an advantage there. Of course there is. But he said this, quote, We do not believe it's a competitive advantage. We discussed it very early on with our competition committee and with our clubs. We do not see that. All right, well, you're stupid then. That's yeah, ridiculous. So that's, all right, that's their decision. I, I, let me translate that for you. Some of our owners want any little bit of cash they can get this year, and they're not about to tell the other owners that... They can't have football. Yes, you know, you're right. They can't have people in the stands because they want to get that money, too, if, if they're able to. So that's the true answer. Uh, this is a little interesting tidbit about Tua Tonga-Vailoa, who has been cleared to play for Week 1 after his injury last year. Everyone keeps saying that he's healthy, he's good, he's ready to go, except for Brian Flores, his head coach. Dolphins head coach said that 
uh, they're going to keep the injury in mind and the hip injury that ended his yep. career at Alabama. Uh, they said they're going to keep that in mind when deciding whether Tonga Vailoa or Ryan Fitzpatrick will be the starter for the opener at New England. Uh, Brian Flores said, quote, that is definitely part of the conversation for sure. We're at 10 months. It was a pretty serious injury. He looks good, though. He's healthy. He's moving around to his right and left. But, yes, that's part of the conversation. All right. All right, so either he is cleared to play or he's I, not. I don't understand any of this. I mean, here's what I do know: Brian Flores has an HO for Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, all right, that's fine. I, I, I don't know why you wouldn't have an HO for the guy you drafted fifth <laughs> because, overall but. because he didn't want to draft him. I, I bet you, if you put Brian, Brian Flores on the lie detector machine, he wants to play this entire season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, maybe. I why? But all right, I don't understand that. And also, I think Sticker Brad is already working up HO stickers as we go. So great! Uh, I couldn't think of a better. I couldn't think of a better way. Uh, Jags running back coach and former Buckeye parent and former Browns head coach Terry Rubisky said, "We have a bunch of big-eyed guys who are raring to go." Talking about everyone who is looking at Leonard Fournette's job because he is the Jags running backs coach. Now he has a bunch of running backs who are saying that they like the job. So. He said, it looks like a young room. It looks energetic. It looks like a bunch of fresh guys. They wanted an opportunity. I think they feel the opportunity is there. It's a group of guys ready to go meet the challenge and go prove themselves. The guys who will be vying for the opportunity to be the Jags running back are Ryquel Armstead, Divine Azigbo, Chris Thompson, Nathan Cottrell, and James Robinson. So, yeah, maybe one of those guys will emerge. Or maybe the Jags are just going to be awful this year. Could be. I don't know. By the way, there is nothing I want more in life than dead Boston Mayor Tom Manito to say H.O. Like the the uh, the abbreviation? No, I, no, not the abbreviation. Oh, okay, yeah, I agree with that. That would be a very good Boston accent. <laughs> uh, we're going to learn about it. Pringles coming up next. How about that for a tease? Common Man and that? T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some road construction. Has the roadway reduced to one lane on James Road north and southbound between Livingston Avenue and Main Street? You might find some slowdowns in that area at this time as rush hour begins to build. Plan about a five-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving... Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck! Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Or on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. Only an array with fan traffic. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Rapid fire coming up at 434. We'll let you know if anything else breaks regarding well, the Big Ten. Oh, do we have stuff? Would you like something else that oh, broke please just do. now? So, uh, Mike, if there was one school other than Ohio State that you would say really wanted to play football this year in the Big Ten, what school's been kind of vocal about that? Nebraska. Some of players are suing. Yeah. Uh, their AD, Bill Moose, just uh, was Moose. texted 
by Parker Gabriel, who covers Nebraska football for the Journal Star News and Husker Extra. So he is a journalist, covers the team, texted Bill Moose and said, hey, what about the uh, October 10th start date that everybody's talking about? And, you know, president saying it's one yard line and we're right there. And he said, quote, there's nothing to that. Uh, he is part of the subcommittee that is looking into the potential scheduling models as part of the league's return to competition group. So I think the last hour may have just been all nothing. <laughs> I hate to say it because unless unless we do the bone of education segment and then we get another AD or president or someone that comes out and says, I just opened up the gates and people are filing in. We're playing now. We're playing right now. The team is here. Well, we got a game tonight. Like, I, I don't mean, know. I don't. I don't want to be this guy, but I'll be this guy. Uh huh. He said there's nothing to the October 10th start date. He didn't say anything about October 3rd. Well, that's true enough. That's right. <laughs> I did Let's call go. October 3rd. So October yes, 3rd that was your report yesterday was October 3rd. So don't backtrack on your own report. Right. You're right. Bill Moose has said there's nothing to October 10th. So Dan Patrick, go bleep yourself. T-Bone right. reports. Yes. Just like Rick Riley, it's October 3rd. And that has not been refuted, so we can stand by that. You're damn right. And I want you to call up these guys, too, when they Ooh. start tweeting all this stuff. When they oh, say, oh, new report, October 3rd, I want you to be like, credit me! Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll call them up and say, you you didn't source me on this. Thank well, you. it's like all the baseball guys. They fall over backwards. Like, oh, first on the story, at John Heyman, Hyman, whatever. No, well, you know was, why? Was, you know why? It was you know why they do that is because they've been yelled at. Because because then everyone yells at them if they're Who like, cares if they yell at them. Well, that's what happens. People because people look at it like you're stealing their reporting. So you have to credit where the report came uh, from. Um, excuse me, I had that first. And if you report it, no one's going to go to FangraphUSA.org.net and read my column. I'm John Hyman. I'm glad we can have a nuanced discussion about journalism. It's good that we're doing this. It needs to be said. Don't baseball guys fall over backwards more than any other journalist covering no, any other sport? I mean, they all do it now. Like, I see that with Shefty all the time, where Shefty will tweet something out, like, first reported by Ian Rappaport, or I can confirm this Ian Rappaport report, or, you know, whatever. Chris Mortensen says this. Like, they, they're they all doing that now, because I think everyone's gotten properly yelled at about it on Twitter, so now they're all afraid. No, of no, no, it's, it's not just that. I'm not talking about them stealing their stories. I'm not saying they should do that. But what... Two hours after the fact, they will report something, but they'll say, so-and-so had it first. Oh, yeah. Who okay. cares who had it? You have it now. You've confirmed it. You have it now. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a journalist, so maybe that isn't the right way. To, maybe that's the right way to do it. What you're saying is probably stupid. I agree. Bone of education. School is out, but class is still in. Welcome to Bone of Education. All right, Mike, so Pringles is what we're learning about today. Yes. The American brand of stackable potato-based chips. The comedian Mitch Hedberg once made the joke that they initially were going to be a tennis ball factory, and then one day a bunch of potatoes showed up, and they said, bleep it, cut them up, and that's how we got Pringles. The, com the story's a little more complex than that, I would say, but uh, they were developed by Procter & Gamble in 1967 and eventually started market being marketed as... Pringles Newfangled Potato Chips. So let me explain how this all came to be. In 1956, Procter & Gamble assigned a task to chemist Frederick J. Bauer to develop a new kind of potato chip to address consumer complaints about broken, greasy, and stale chips, as well as air in the bags. 
He spent two years developing saddle-shaped chips from fried dough and selected the tubular can as the chip's container. However, he could not figure out how to make the chips taste good. Kind of a That's big a deal. problem. Yeah. Um, so he was pulled off that task to work on something else. But in the mid-60s, Alexander Lipa of Montgomery, Ohio. Mo- Montgomery, Ohio. I don't know why I said it that way. That's how the gov uh, says it. Right. From He is also a Procter & Gamble researcher. He took up this work and succeeded in improving the taste. So Bauer was the true inventor of the Pringles chips, but Lipa's name is actually on the patent because he figured out how to make it flavorful. Well, yes. Can you really invent a potato chip if... It tastes like poo? Right. Like, I made this, no one wanted it. Okay, I made it, and now people want it. Well, then you win the patent. Congratulations. Um, so, Gene Wolfe, who's a mechanical engineer, he helped develop the machine that cooks these chips. The consistent saddle shape is mathematically known as a hyperbolic paraboloid. Uh, their designers were using supercomputers to ensure the chip's aerodynamics would keep them in place during packaging. Did you? Can you imagine... In the 60s, they were using supercomputers to figure out how to put chips in a can, Mike. Yes. And also how to put a man on the moon. One of those took precedence over the other, I think, but we got both by, by the, the way, end of the 60s. put all these people in charge of the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, I have much more that. faith in them. Yeah. Um, by 1975, they were able to start shipping the chips across most of the U.S., and by 1991, they were distributed internationally. The first time they were introduced, though, Pringles were introduced in limited areas in 1967. So... I mean, they have been around for a good long while at this point. Uh, so hold on a second. So they didn't yeah. start shipping Pringles internationally till 1991. That's right. Is they that right? Only, yeah. So from 67 to 91, they were just developed or just available in the U.S. Can you imagine living your whole life in no. England with bad teeth and well, misty weather all the time, and you can't even have a Pringle? Believe it or not, England comes into play here. Um, now, the chips themselves, before we move on to the next part of this, the chips themselves have about 42% potato content, the remainder being wheat, starch, and flours, potato, corn, and rice, combined with vegetable oils and emulsifier, salt, and seasoning. There are also sweeteners put in there and a bunch of other words that I can't say and I won't even bother with, but the point is 42% of it is potato. So that's why it's not technically a potato chip. As we brought up earlier, it is known as a potato crisp, because the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said you can't call them potato chips, but what you can call them is potato chips made from dried potatoes. And they said that sounds gross. So they just went with crisps, and now that's kind of where that lives. Back to the name, though, of Pringles itself. Why are they called Pringles? There are really no solid answers on that. There are a few theories, though. One is that Mark Pringle, who filed a U.S. patent, that was titled Method and Apparatus for Processing Potatoes on March 5th of 1937. I bet that was a great read. Oh, yeah, I'm quite sure. I, I, I like to read U.S. patents whenever I'm you know struggling to fall asleep. That's what I do. But anyway, Mark Pringle was one of the first people to patent like broad-based potato chip manufacturing. So perhaps it's an homage to him. They also said that Procter & Gamble had on their own patents for some of this. They had cited his work, so maybe that's where this came from. Another theory suggests two Proctor advertising employees who lived on Pringle Drive, north of Cincinnati, so maybe that's where it came from. Another theory is that they just looked up names in the phone book until they came up with one that sounded good, and they found the last name Pringle and said, good enough, they're called Pringles. No one really knows for sure exactly where the name came from, but how about this? In July 2008, in the London High Court, 
Procter & Gamble lawyers successfully argue that Pringles were not crisps, even though being labeled potato crisps on the container, because in Britain, what we call chips, they're known as crisps over there. However, if you import chips, a.k.a. crisps, to Britain, you pay a 17.5% tax, <laughs> as opposed to if you made what Pringles are, which is not a true potato chip, you don't have to pay that tax. So Pringles had to say, yeah, we know it's not a potato chip. Stop calling it a potato chip over there. But then in the U.S. courts, they were fighting a battle to say, no, no, please let us call it a potato chip, and they lost that. So, yeah, it's a, the, the sordid world of patents and legalese when it comes to naming these chips do you know how much pringles are worth though mike i'm guessing a lot of money not a can but the whole company in may of 2012 the kellogg company officially acquired pringles for 2.695 billion dollars that's 2012 too Probably yeah, more now. Yeah, who knows what they're worth now? And finally, there are five factories for Pringles around the world. You have one in Fujian, China, one All in right. Kutno, Poland, one in Johor, Malaysia, one in Mechelen, Belgium, and the only one in the U.S. is Jackson, Tennessee. So if you want any of the Pringles that you probably get here, they're all made in Jackson, Tennessee, would be my guess. Do they make like certain flavors? at certain locations it's like oh you got pizza pringles that's coming from poland um, they're known they, for their pizza pringles no but they sadly uh, it does say here that um there are other examples of limited runs that they do like they did a mozzarella stick with marinara in north america they did a jalapeno flavored one in latin america which why would we not have that here um they also did in asia soft-shelled crab grilled shrimp seaweed blueberry and hazelnut and lemon sesame okay. in the early 2010s. Uh, the, gr the grilled shrimp chips are pink in color, while seaweed Pringles were colored green. Uh, there was also a cheeseburger and taco night flavor done in the U.S., but those were recalled in March of 2010 after they found salmonella in some of the, Yikes. in the plant where they made the flavoring, not in the chips themselves. Um, also, there, have you ever come across a Pringles vending machine? No, they're real and they're spectacular. But <laughs> yes, if you ever see one, they I they have a picture of one in New Jersey next to like a pop machine. It's the same size, but you could just order a, a can of Pringles and it just pops out. Who wouldn't want that? Now, when I was a kid, we had a hierarchy of chips. I don't I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with this hierarchy, but when I was in middle school, we we actually had this listed on one of the blackboards that we had in school, the okay. hierarchy of chips. So you'd open up your lunch bag. I always had the, the, the on the bottom end, my mom always bought J's. Did you have J's here? I don't recall J's. Maybe they did, and it I just may, don't recall. It may have been a Chicago them. thing. I had okay. J's, chips. Those were on the bottom of the hierarchy. That's okay. where I lived. Then you went to Ruffles. All right. Then it was Doritos, and Pringles was the top. Oh, really? If you had Pringles, you could pretty much trade for anything else. Yeah, I, I have... Uh, no one wanted have, my J's. I have... <laughs> <laughs> no one wants a J, Mike. <laughs> I have always wanted Pringles. I've always enjoyed Pringles. And then when we had kids, I thought, well, maybe it's just, you know, that was me, whatever. Maybe I was just weird growing up. First time my kids had Pringles, they were like, why would you ever buy anything else? Don't ever bring another chip into this house. They are all Pringles. That's like their favorite. If we get a can of Pringles, it's gone in less than 10 minutes. It is 
ridiculous. Things have not gone well for a former Buckeye. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some slow traffic on James Road north and southbound between Livingston Avenue and Main Street. Construction work has the roadway reduced to one lane. Plan about a five-minute backup in this area as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13... Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Grams of protein from three delicious ingredients. Meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaging convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Rapid Fire coming up at 434. We may have Big Ten football coming soon. We may not have Big Ten football coming soon. We've seen every single report saying many different things today. So I know it's true. The latest we have seen is multiple Big Ten people come out and say there's no truth that we're playing anytime soon. I don't know. It still sounds to me like they're talking end of November, which I don't know what that does for anyone. I've still said end of November kind of feels like not the benefits of starting later because you might have more time to get this all figured out or whatever the the problem. Maybe maybe you can bubble. I don't know. But that Doing it in November doesn't really seem to solve that problem. And it does create the new argument of if you're going to play at the end of November, why couldn't you play in October? Exactly. So good job, Big Ten. As we've talked about many a time, they have not managed this at all in a way that makes any sense. And now it's led to a bunch of chaos, which great, I guess. The the other leagues are going to be playing football. I don't know how successful that will be, but they're going to try and the Big Ten's going to be sitting around going, well, we are playing, but not when you think we are playing. But playing is a plan that we have. And it's going to be unclear until we actually see a football sitting at, you know, a 50 yard line and a kicker walking up to pick it up. That's about it. Like, that's when we're actually going to know maybe they're actually going to play football. What did President Johnson say today? She said, uh, oh, oh, fall <laughs> is a long time. What was the exact yes. quote? Uh, that would be Christina Johnson, new president at Ohio State, said, I believe we're going to be able to play in the fall, but fall is fall is a long period of time. Fall technically ends December 20th. I so, will f- first of all, let's split hairs on that, too. For example, today is the first day of meteorological... Meteoro- what? I can't Meteoro- say it. Meteorological? Meteorological fall. That's today. I didn't know that. Yes, this is when, you know, weather-wise, we're in fall now. When it comes to the sun and spinning around the axis, that made no sense. Man, Kyrie's here. (laughs) You know, the sun, (laughs) and you spin, and, you know, pole reversals. I got got it. (laughs) Yes, uh, you know the thing. You know know. what I mean. Yeah. All right, the equinox. 
Something. Yeah. yeah, this is not this is not the uh fall solstice or whatever. Well, I don't know. It's someone who's smart has just crashed their car right now in protest of this stupid conversation. But you know what I mean. Right. Technically, fall doesn't start until the 21st of this month, but today is the first day of weather fall. So December 1st is the first day of weather winter. And I would say meteorological, but I can't say it. So I say weather winter. <laughs> okay, fine. Weather winter is coming. So That's is right. it before December 1st or is it December 21st? No, she's... <sighs> That I took those comments to mean, yeah, if we play on Thanksgiving weekend, that's still technically the fall, so right. there you go. But again, to your point, what does that do for you? I don't know. Other than this, the only thing it does, and I know that the football coaches want this part of it, is that it might allow you to have the football season possibly with the guys who you want who would be going to the NFL draft, and if they solidify that... Maybe the NFL will say, all right, we will postpone everything we're doing. Combine, draft, all of that will be moved back just to help these 14 teams get it together and play their eight or nine games or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, we'll let them do that. You know what else would help you do that? Playing in late September like everybody else. Right. I mean, you're you're telling me that three and a half weeks is going to make all the difference? Oh, we couldn't possibly have done this three and a half weeks ago, but now we're ready. Like I said before, man... If you've got the belief and you looked at the data and you've got the concern level, I still think a lot of this goes back to, and I, I mentioned this with Biddle last week, I think this goes back to the idea of getting students on campus. And I'm not talking about football students. I'm talking about your paying customers, the ones who pay the bills at Ohio State. Because as much as football is important, as much as athletics are important, they pay a lot of money at Ohio State. That's a drop in the bucket compared to what tuition pays for at Ohio State. And they are trying to keep their paying students happy. by And the parents, who, who a lot of them are footing the bill, saying, my kid is going to be charged full tuition, and then you're going to tell them they're online learning? Uh-uh. I'm not going for that. So the goal for, I think, all these schools, SEC, Big Ten, name your conference, was to keep on-campus learning occurring as much as they could. That was the number one goal. The Big Ten and Pac-12 said, we don't think we can do that, and then justify having football. Because all these parents are going to say, well, can my kids get a rapid test? Can my kids have all these extra treatment? And the answer is going to be no. We don't have enough of that. We just have enough to keep the football team getting it. So they wanted to divert resources to that. The SEC and the ACC have said, what? COVID? We don't have a problem with COVID. Come on down. And and that's been their approach. And now you've seen how that's gone. They've closed down campuses at North Carolina, North Carolina State. It's not been going well. Well, I don't know if, if, if that's the answer they have or when a parent calls and says, is this is this kid more important than my kid? They just say yes, yes and hang right. up the phone. The Big Ten is not willing to say that. Well, but right. they they think it. I know they think Have some it. balls and say it. I know that's it, man. But I'm telling you, I think that's what motivated a lot of this. And I think because everyone can look at the same data, everyone can see the same info, and I think these schools came down on the side of what's it going to take to keep the parents happy of the ones who pay the bills around here. And they were less concerned with keeping the parents of the football team happy. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, I think that's where the argument went. And I think the SEC and ACC said, well, we don't care what those parents think. We're playing football. I think the Big Ten and Pac-12, because they do have better academic institutions in those conferences, said, we can't really sell our parents on that. That's not going to work out so well. And I think they went down that pathway. And then I think the Big Ten's the one who said, 
Uh, maybe we're more of a football conference than we thought. <laughs> I think that what you saw then was the Big Ten realize, now we're not really the academic institutions that we thought we were. We're still a football conference. We should have been playing football. And now they're freaked out, and now they're trying to have it both ways. I saw this on 11 Warriors today. Things have not gone well for former Buckeye quarterback Tate Martell. So he's still down at Miami, by the way. Uh, he transferred down there when Justin Fields transferred in here. And it was clear that he wasn't going to win the job. It wasn't going to be his thing. So he went to Miami with the intention of being the starting quarterback down in Miami. That didn't work out. He switched positions for like a hot second. I think he played wide receiver, right? And that didn't work out. So now he's back playing quarterback. And apparently, he's fourth on the depth chart going into this season. Yikes is right. I mean, here's the deal, man. I don't know what type of guy Tate Martell is, but I love to play the the what-if game. And we can get caught down these wormholes. Like, what if this doesn't happen? What if this does happen? Little tiny things. Because clearly, Tate Martell was going to be the starting quarterback here. If Urban Meyer is still the head coach, Tate Martell is probably the starting quarterback, right? Right or wrong. Maybe he loses that job and he's bad. But Urban was doing everything he possibly could. I mean, Dwayne Haskins is throwing 50 touchdown passes that season, and he's still finding ways to throw Tate Martell into this offense. That's how much confidence he had in Tate Martell. And now he's the fourth-string quarterback down in Miami. But that should be a big old star in Ryan Day's column, right, as far as being an upgrade even. Maybe that's a hard word to say, upgrade, right now, because you know he's not got the resume that Urban had, but... Urban Meyer looked at Tate Martell and said, that guy will work. Ryan Day said, no, we need a quarterback, and then went out and got Justin Fields. You know what I mean? Right, but we also don't know, and Tate Martell probably lays awake thinking about this at night. Maybe he would have been a bum, and he would have sucked. But what if he gets in that Ohio State offense, and that mechanism is humming, and all of a sudden Tate Martell is where Justin Fields is now? You know what probably would have happened? I hate to say it this way, but Tate Martell probably would have been JT Barrett 2.0. Where a lot of people would defended him, he would have had nice numbers, he would have won a lot of games, but I don't think he would have gotten you over the hump. And I'm sorry, Justin Fields, I know, didn't get you technically over the hump either. Justin Fields made one bad throw pretty much all year at Ohio State, and it was the one at the final play of the Clemson game. A game they should have won because of BS penalties that didn't go their way. Well, and that necessarily like, wasn't a bad throw, it was a bad no, outcome. It, right, it, it, yes, it, we've talked about that with him and Olave just... You know, breaking the wrong way on a right. they're all making a decision in split second. It it sucks. It happens. But like I'm just saying, Tate Martell. I I don't know. Maybe he could have. I don't think he's making that play that Justin Fields made in, up in Michigan, where he you know got injured, came back in the game, runs through half their defense, and throws a 35 yard. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. And and the other side of that is too with Justin Fields. You know, if someone doesn't yell the N word at Justin Fields, he maybe doesn't even transfer out of there. He never comes here. I know. Yeah, there's just there's there's so many there's different layers to everything. You can fall down this wormhole, and then I start to wonder if in alternate universes all this stuff exists. Yeah, is there a universe where we this year are not arguing about the Big Ten playing or not playing? We're all saying, yeah, all right, Tate Martell set a lot of records, but are they ever going to win a championship with him? And then we're debate. We're taking calls on that all day. Like in an alternate universe where Urban's still head coach, Tate Martell is still a quarterback. Yes, Tate Martell, in this alternate universe, Tate Martell is still the quarterback. And there's also a chain of events because of that where like an armadillo doesn't eat a bat and we don't have coronavirus. 
<laughs> All because of Tate yeah. Martell. Uh-huh. That's right. Rapid fire coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You're going to find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split. Plan about a five-minute backup in that area as traffic continues to build. Things are going to be slow for just a little bit longer. This traffic report is sponsored by Kraft Speed 3 Portable Protein Packs. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure you're heating and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm in array with fan traffic. Listen to this show or go to hell. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Rapid fire coming up in mere moments. We told you earlier that Joe Mixon has a four-year contract extension with the Bungles. And now we have some money. It's four years, 48 mil is what it is. It's a nice little payday for a running back. Yeah, it's actually more than I thought it was going to be. Good for the Bengals, man. I'm, I'm not saying that I would pay every running back ever, you know, just... Give him fifty, sixty, seventy million dollars. We know the volatility of that position, but like I said in the first hour, I mean, you've got a rookie quarterback. You believe him to be the future. Why would you want to limit the weapons that he has? And you've got a guy who's proven it in that uniform with that offense. So now you throw in what you're hoping is a better quarterback, right? You're gambling on this to some degree. Joe Mixon can thank the situation there for getting him this money. Now he he earned it by playing well, but. If they don't have a brand new quarterback that's a rookie that's the franchise, you don't think that they're you you don't think that they're maybe hemming and hawing a little more on this deal? Maybe they're thinking twice about do we want to sign Joe Mixon for this or just, you know, try to play this out and see how it goes. Maybe they wanted to lock him up in part because they're investing in the future now and they think that they've got their window open because they've drafted their franchise quarterback. I don't see the guaranteed money on this, but uh just for comparison purposes. So he gets four years, $48 million. Derrick Henry got four years at 50. Right. And look, man, Joe Mixon's been good. He's not Derrick Henry. No, he's not. But I do think him catching the the football out of the backfield that's is going to be a that's big true. plus for Joe Burrow. I think it's, it's a similar thing with what, you know, the Browns should hopefully be doing with their running backs this year. You need to have <laughs> these are offenses that would benefit tremendously from throwing the football out of the backfield with young, talented quarterbacks. So, you know, Joe Burrow, that'll be a nice safety valve. Not safety valve. I mean, Joe Mixon's a, a player. I'm just saying having the ability to have that when all else fails, also to just flip it to him and let him get you seven or eight yards, that's always going to help. Rapid fire. Let's do it. Rapid, rapid fire. All right, Panama Ted, rapid fire number one. Will the Buckeyes play a football game before December 1st? Yes. Yes. Take it to the bank. Oh. Yes. That's rapid. Uh, Rapid fire number two. 
There's speculation that Jacksonville would like to pair Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney next season. Do you think Dabo would leave Clemson for Jacksonville in this scenario? Look, man, I can't get in Dabo's head. I can just tell you what I would do. Once upon a time, there was a scenario where the pinnacle of your coaching career would be to coach in the NFL, right? I I think that time has gone, and I think it's been gone for 10 years. Dabo Sweeney is making a ton of cash. He has... Uh, All the power in the world down at Clemson. I can't see Jacksonville being an attractive enough place for him to say, I'm going to chuck all that away and go be the head coach of the Jags. Now, I've said that, and he'll probably do it. If I were him, I wouldn't. Well, money is a good point. I mean, to, to your argument... $100 $100 million is what it would take to pay him more than his current contract does at Clemson. So, I don't know. Maybe the Jags would splash that cash, but, you know, that'd be a big gamble on their yeah, part. Even, even if, if they could do, do it. he's already filthy rich, and he has yes. nothing to prove at Clemson. Yeah. The other, the other part of that, though, is to go to the NFL. Look, man, that guy has church services on his football field with his players. You think they're going to let you do that in the NFL? You think the NFLPA is going to be cool with that? Like, I'm just saying, he has total autonomy at Clemson as well. And that's the thing that I think you can't buy, and that's why I think he won't leave. Rapid fire number three. ESPN asked their NFL experts to predict the top 100 players for the 2020 season. Their top five players are Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Donald, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and Michael Thomas. Would you put anyone else in your top five? Uh, that's a pretty solid top five. Um, I guess if I were going to make a move, I may sub out Aaron Donald for Christian McCaffrey. I may sub out Russell Wilson for Christian McCaffrey. That's the, really the only move that I would make, and I'm splitting hairs. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... Christian McCaffrey is the one I think that's debatable as far as if he's a top five player or not, but he's right there. I think if you were going to go maybe as far as what I think we could be talking about this time next year, assuming he is not an idiot and doesn't swing a helmet at anybody, I think Miles Garrett could be in the top five, but that's not what they're predicting, right? They're predicting who will be in the top five for this year. I think Miles Garrett, if he stays on the field, could have a top five type of season. Let me ask you a question. Who would you rather have? And let's just let's take all the the extra stuff out, even though right, I know right, you right. can't. Yeah. yeah, Miles Garrett or Joey Bosa right now. Um, I'd have Miles Garrett, and then I think secondly, I would take Nick Bosa. You take I Nick think, over Joey. I think Nick's going to be better than Joey. Right, I think Joey's great, but yeah, I think Nick Bosa's the real deal too. Rapid fire number four. NFL coaches and executives rank the 2019 playoff teams that are most likely to return in 2020, and the Patriots were voted least likely to return. Do you agree with this, or would you pick a different team? Uh, here are the playoff teams from last year. 49ers. I think yeah, they'll, they'll be back. back. Yeah. Uh, Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saints. Eagles. Seahawks. Vikings. Those are the NFC teams. Let's just narrow it down by conference. Which is the, Which team is the least likely to return uh, out of that group? I don't know. The Packers feel icky, but they were a two-seed last year. Yeah. I, I mean, all those other... I, Eagles are always a possibility. They could... They could blow up in your face, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I think but. I'd pick the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, AFC, Ravens, Chiefs, Patriots, Texans, Bills, Titans. I'm definitely taking the Patriots. Well, one, I would bet on the AFC being, if only one team was going to exit, I think it would come from the AFC. And I think Patriots is good, but I am not a believer in the Titans. I love the running game. I love Derrick Henry. I just can't believe that they'll be able to sustain that next year and, and be that team. They had a magical run last year. I feel like they're going to be like the Jags were a few years ago, where if they'd have won it all last year, 
It would have been great, but I think I feel like for whatever reason this year they are going to regress and regress significantly. Rapid fire number five. Gandhi's glasses recently sold for $340,000 at a recent auction. If you had an unlimited budget, what historical item would you like to purchase? Look, I already have all the money in the world, right? You just said that, so I don't need to have some smart-ass answer like Blackbeard's treasure or something like that. Right. So I want a conversation piece. When you come over to my house, I want you to see this thing. And I want you to say, wow, I, I can't believe you have this. I, mu- I must touch it. I must hold it to feel its magical powers. Hmm. And the only thing that can possibly do that is George Washington's wooden teeth. That's what I want to have on my shelf. And, I mean, that's quite a flex. Someone walks into your house and it's like, "What? what is that odd case that you have there? And it's, oh, let me just break it open for you. This is, uh, this is what was in George Washington's mouth when he was telling the British to go exactly. F themselves. Yeah, that's right. This is what he was using. And you'd be like, no. And you're like, yeah, this is it. touch him. I don't care. I, I'm unlimited budget. I'd be great with that. That's pretty uh Maybe historical Merkin as well. I'd get one of those. <laughs> good. That's good. What would you pick? Uh, mine would just be something stupid like a race car from, you know, I'd probably like I'd want to go buy like a Richard Petty stock car. Like, give me one of like one that was in a race. But that's just because I'm a weird NASCAR fan. What do you want? All right. Thank you. That's not the greatest historical item in the world, but I'd enjoy it. Good job, Teddy. And by good job, I mean job. <laughs> coming up. What is coming up next? Oh, we have uh, head coaches. One head coach gets an extension. The other one is very stupid, and they both have a connection to each other. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some slowdowns on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan about a five-minute backup in that area as traffic continues to build, and rush hour keeps things hot on the roads right now. This traffic report. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. It's sponsored by Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. Only an array with fan traffic. Dare, dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. T-Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. The fan studios are sponsored by Lindsay Honda. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. Um... You know, I was on the uh, on Facebook today, and they have the friend suggestions that pop up. And one of the friend suggestions that popped up was my accidental girlfriend from junior high. Oh. There was a girl named Kim that... See, here's how you ask girls out in junior high. At least this is how I ask girls out in junior high. I told my friend to go talk to Kim... And say, hey, um, 
uh, Mike thinks you're really cute and would like to go out with you. If you want to go out with him, meet him at his locker at this time. Because right. I didn't have the stones to do it myself. Yeah, that's that's a big thing in, in that age range where you, you don't actually go approach the person you're interested in. You just have a proxy do it. And Correct. Then, uh, sometimes there's a proxy that then they send to speak to your proxy to say, uh, yeah, my, my person said no, and so tell them to go F themselves. Yes, but in this situation, there it. was a bit of a telephone game that didn't work out. So I'm standing at my locker at the designated time, hoping for Hot Kim to come say, oh my God, thank God, now we can run away and <laughs> hold hands together. Right. You know? But instead, some other girl shows up and says... I'm, uh, yeah, so-and-so talked to me, and I'd love to be your girlfriend. He got the Kims mixed up. So this other Kim showed up at the locker, and she was good-looking enough, so I just dated her for a while. But it was the wrong Kim. Oh, no. Oh, no. So that she was my accidental girlfriend. We dated for like three months. And when I say date, I, again, I didn't go on dates when I was in sixth grade. Right. All right. I, we, we like sat next to each other in the lunchroom, and we would sit next to each other in... In uh, the library. That's what we would do. There was oh, no yeah. dating involved. Yeah, I remember being in fifth grade and the girlfriend I had at the time, I thought, well, if I play my cards right, this could all be settled. Like, I just, I thought that's what happened is you found a girl in like fifth or sixth grade. For some people, it happens that way. I, I know someone it. who met their spouse in second grade. Well, men were together. Started- no, they were together the whole time. Really? Yes. That's the whole that's time. That's beautiful. It, it is beautiful and concerning. Like, because I, I couldn't do it. I would just, I would, even if I was totally in love with this person, I would just be filled with the, the thoughts that I, I would never have any other relationship ever again. I mean, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't know. Maybe there is something better than this. Even if logic tells me that's impossible. This is my soulmate. I love this person. Wouldn't you just constantly wonder? Oh, yeah. I, I can see that. Although we, it's funny because we have a couple that we are friends with. That were high school, just high school sweethearts. Are these the people that you swing with, or different? People? No, no. There's no. There's none of that. <laughs> you kidding? We. I break the swing if I show up to the swinging party. No. Uh, but our friend has got some furniture that you can borrow. <laughs> Thank you. All I know is we have at like. If you're saying second grade, these people met, yeah. and like got together as friends and are still together. I I know friends that got married in high school and then. They had known each other prior to that for many years and then dated. And they talk about their relationship. We're approximately the same age. Our kids are roughly the same age. Everything else about our lives is the same age. But then they talk about their time together. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that event 22 years ago. And it just, it's always weird because we're like, oh, yeah, we haven't known each other that long. Jeez. Like, it's just, I can't fathom knowing someone that long at the age that you and I are, the age that... You know, you would anywhere in your friend group, you're always going to have like 20 years on everybody else when they're like, oh, yeah, we we got married around this time. There's always going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember we were on our like 15th wedding anniversary when you guys started dating. That's just that's amazing. Good for those people. Uh, Chiefs coach Andy Reid gets a new contract through the 2025 season. So congratulations to him. And one of his uh, branches on the Andy Reid tree, Matt Nagy, who was the Bears head coach is stupid, and he will not be with the Bears in 2025. He sort of insinuated over the weekend, because, you know, everything has to be a mystery. Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles are competing for the Bears quarterback job. 
This is a choice between two guys that suck, in my opinion. So I'm not excited about either one of these guys being the starting quarterback for my team. But Matt Nagy insinuated over the weekend that he would wait until September 13th, which is the day they play the Lions, Mm -hmm. to make his decision or to announce his decision, right? (sighs) Because we have to play this mystery game. Well, he said yesterday that that wasn't necessarily true. Now, again, Matt Nagy, all he does in the offseason is like read leadership books and communication books. Now, listen to the way he explains this. I guess I misinterpreted what I meant by that. What I meant by that, to keep it real simple, was there's not going to be a quarterback name this week that we're in right now until the first week. So I apologize if I made that gray. But there will be no waiting until the middle of the week or the end of the week for that to happen. That wouldn't be fair to our team, and it wouldn't be fair to the quarterbacks. So then he was asked, so do you know now who your starting quarterback is and you just don't want to tell us? He says, honestly, we don't know that, but it would be in that time frame somewhere. You'll know by the time most teams usually know we're not hiding anything. We're going through for us this whole prospect process, and we don't even know yet, to be quite honest. So we're talking through those situations and what's best and how to go about it. So we're just really honestly not there yet. I want to follow this guy into battle. <laughs> can't make heads or tails of what that said i don't know do we do we know for sure that mac Nagy hasn't been advising the big 10 on how best to communicate that's right that might make a lot of sense because they're both there in chicago maybe that's just how it all worked out uh if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program by the way you missed a lot we've got you covered with the rundown coming up common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic from the logan ac and heat services traffic center Good afternoon. You're going to find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 east split. Plan about a five-minute backup over there. And more delays on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. Another five-minute slowdown. In- Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming... I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. That area. This traffic report is sponsored by Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients meat, cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on the go containers, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. Only an array with fan traffic. Get in touch with your stupid. If worms had machine guns and Birds wouldn't be scared of This is Common Man and T-Bone. Two dopes on the radio brought to you by Hinderer Motorsports here on The Fan. That's not the name of the show, but it's the unofficial name of this show. That's the truth. Two dopes on the radio. Whether it's our name or not, it's what it is. I was telling the story of the accidental Kim. Yes. Uh, in the last segment. Good band name, by the way. Accidental, accidental Kim? Kim? Yes. I think so. People want to know more, like how long I dated her. I think it was like three months, and this was circa like 1991, 1992. 
And I will confirm to you that probably two out of the five days of the week, school week, I would wear Zuba's pants. <laughs> so, I mean, I was irresistible. I'm still, I'm still a little lost on how did your friend screw that up so badly? If you said go talk to Kim, but he didn't know. I didn't which know. Kim I didn't know there was another Kim. Oh, so he? I thought he, he knew, knew all the Kims. He knew. He, Kim Jong Un is as well. He talked to. <laughs> it's just Kim Jong Un shows up and is like, "Hello," and you're like, "Oh, I, I don't know why you're here." And it's like, "Well, I would have to said, if Kim Jong Un showed up. I'd have to date him. I don't think he takes rejection well." No, I don't think he does. I don't. I don't think you want to be on the bad end of that. So, well, the one I was looking for was Kim Noon. Was her name? Okay. Okay. But instead, he sent me Kim Andrews, and Kim Andrews was cute enough, you know, and you know. Right. I was a shallow person. I had someone in front of me saying, yeah, you're cute. Let's do it. And by do it, I mean hold hands. Yeah, right. That's the, the sixth grade equivalent. I understand. So so it did work out that you dated her for a little while. You yeah. enjoyed her company. And now uh -huh. she's on Facebook. So that's good. No, no, no. Kim Noon was on Facebook. Oh, Kim Noon was on Facebook. Yeah. Not, not accidental Kim. No, not... <laughs> <laughs> was this dark room Amy level or accidental no, Kim know, level? Leave, There's so many Amy out of it. She was wholesome and pure, <laughs> and she just would develop pictures in her dark room and ride horses. That was I her just, thing. I just think that's such. You have developed so many good band names just on the weird interactions you've had with people. But dark room Amy and accidental Kim are two of the best. I would watch. I would go on. I don't know what those bands play, but I'm going to that tour if tours were allowed to happen. I would go see those bands at a show. Mm-hmm. Don't forget my lunch lady. Who is that? Clowny. Oh, that's right. Don't forget about her. <laughs> Clowny's the opening act. <laughs> Featuring Clowny. Hi. Clowny here. Yeah. I still think about Clowny all the time. Because she... No. I'm trying to remember. Did she have the little tick where she said a lot of like just random things? That was a guest you had on, right? Oh, on no, a radio that show? That wasn't it. That this was just Clowny. This, this poor woman... Who you know? Again, I'm I'm in second grade, so I'm trying yeah. to remember back then. Right. She probably had some sort of developmental issue, you know. And oh, okay. But as because she would just come in during lunchtime and sit in our classrooms, because that was her job. When the nun, the nuns would go, and I don't know what the hell the nuns did, but during lunchtime the nuns would leave, and and these volunteers would come in and sit with us. And we had this volunteer. Her name was Clowny. Well, her name, her name wasn't was Clowny. Clowny. That's what you guys called we her. We named her Clowny because she, you know, she had eighteen gallons of makeup on, mm. and she had a voice like this. Okay. And she, you know, like every it, other woman you've ever done an impression of, she sounded right. no. She actually sounded. That's where oh, the that's original how, impression comes that's from. That's where that's where it comes from. Okay. She sounds like Fred Rogers doing the puppet voice. Mr. Rogers. Right. Yes, I know. Yes. You that, know, who who was that puppet? But it had the makeup. She had oh, the nose I and stuff like that puppet. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yes, you're right. I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't remember And the she name. sounded like that. And, you know, we were terrible. And we would just, we would call her clowny to her face. Yikes. Yes, yikes is yikes. right. I, yikes. I was terrible. And I, this is my penance. Is that I'm 40 years old. I still think about this stuff. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. probably dead and gone. But I think about clowny. She probably haunts me. There's a comedian, I think his name is Kyle Kinane, I want to say, is the comedian who has this line, and I'll give him credit for That's it. That's Chris Kinane. Sure, whatever. Uh, but he said... Chris Kinane. Uh, 
repressed memories. Can I have some of those? Because all I do is remember yeah, all no the horrible kidding. things. I wish I had repressed like I, memories. I, I've, I've talked about Jeanette Wise. Right? I remember her name. I remember everything about her. I, don't, I can't remember girls that I dated for like six months in my adult life. But I but remember, you can remember stuff like that. I remember everything about Jeanette Wise and how during recess in the seventh grade, we would feed her the the salt that melted the snow. Oh gosh. Oh god. And say it was rock candy. Oh no. I think about that to this day. And we would invite her to parties that did not exist. Oh no. Yes, That's, oh no is right. I know. Man, I will it's... lay in bed at night thinking about this. That's, yeah, I know. I feel so bad. I, I, I remember, and this is, I guess, my penance for it now because I am this person. But there was a, a kid in our class, a girl who was a little big, and at at the time, you're in sixth grade. You know, everyone made fun of everything, and it was horrible. But I still, I still stay up at, at times when I remember this and think, oh my gosh, I hope this girl is okay because. There was a show at the time called Earth 2, and we used to call it, not we, but people in my class used to call her Earth 2, and I would just laugh at it. And be like, yeah, there you Earth 2, ha-ha. And now I'm like Earth 17. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, no. <laughs> so I got, I got mine back, so that's fine. I deserve that. All right, enough of this. We have, we have stuff to talk about. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Uh, Donald Trump has fixed the Big Ten football season. At least. Well, for like an hour. <laughs> well, who knows? I have no idea. So Donald Trump tweets out today. Had a very productive conversation with Kevin Warren, Com- Kevin, Kevin Warren, that's him too. Clowny. Commissioner of the Big Ten Conference, about immediately starting up Big Ten football. Would be good, slash great, for everyone, players, fans, country. And then he says, on the one-yard line. That's his uh, sports analogy, that they're ready to punch this thing in and make mm-hmm. it a reality. So, look, man, obviously you read something like that. He's running for president, so he wants to be the guy who brings football back. I get that. You read some of these other reports, Dan Patrick saying, yeah, well, if they can, they can get to terms on all this medical stuff, they can play on October 10th, and they're ready to vote on that right now. Right. As you pointed out, though, you have Pete Thamel, who wrote, writes for Yahoo, right? He's saying Big Ten insiders are laughing at this. They're yeah, not they, on the one-yard line. He he said, this was his quote, Big Ten sources didn't just deny President Trump's claim that the league returning immediately was at the one-yard line. They laughed at it. Then you have Parker Gabriel, who writes for Husker Extra out in Nebraska, who talked to Bill Moose, the AD for Nebraska. Nebraska, by the way, one of the schools that said, let's play football, and has been pushing that as hard as anyone in the Big Ten. His Their AD said of the October 10th Big Ten start date rumor, quote, there's nothing to that. So it could be all these people are just lying because they're about to make an announcement later this week and they just don't want the news to break yet. I wouldn't. Nothing would surprise me with the Big Ten as far as public relations goes. But these do not appear to be the people working directly with Kevin Warren. These are people who would benefit from you believing and hoping and wanting a season. They want it too. Bill Moose wants a season to happen as soon as possible. And he said October 10th, there's nothing to that. Which means it's probably starting October 3rd, which is That's what I right, reported baby. yesterday. So That's right. T-Bone's going to be right all along. I'll tell you what, man. If Kevin Warren, we can talk about if he was right or wrong, or these school presidents were right or wrong to have these health concerns. Only time's going to tell us that. But if Kevin Warren stands up at a podium in the next couple of days and essentially says, oops, let's go ahead and do it, you'll be happy that the college football season is starting. That doesn't take away 
What a crappy job everyone's done here. Kevin Warren, the presidents and chancellors, they can't get their head out of their ass fast enough on this. No, I know. And it it is the failure of leadership in the Big Ten. And these presidents deserve blame for it, too. If you had information that said not to play the season and here's why, then come out just with that in a very strong statement and say, look, these are the doctors. This is the information. You can look at some of the presentations we looked at. You don't think they were given some kind of presentation from their medical experts. You don't just you don't just source this out to people and say, please tell us what we should do and then have those medical experts come in and go, uh, we don't think you should play. Uh, you're going to have to take our word for it. Like They've got something that they looked at that said, this is pretty compelling no, data. No, but that's essentially what they told us. I know, and that's where I think they failed miserably. And so now, any little rumor that comes out, we're willing to believe because we have seen nothing concrete from anywhere. We've seen very... The most concrete thing we have seen, Mike, so far, took a lawsuit from Nebraska players to get, which was... Was there a vote, and what who, What were the numbers? And all that came out after they filed that lawsuit. So good that we got that info, but I'm just shocked that they didn't put that out immediately to say, yes, this was the vote. It was overwhelmingly not in favor of playing football. We had a lot of compelling answers as to why we're doing that. Because they failed there, everything else you've seen is the result. And so I put that on the leadership of the Big Ten. Sting has been botched from the get-go, and if it is true that a lot of this stems from the President of the United States saying, we are more than willing to help you out with rapid tests, and if that was their main concern, look, we can talk about the future heart issues and all the other stuff that's up in the air, not just catching coronavirus, but the future ramifications and complications for coronavirus, but if their main concern was... Well, we just don't have faith that we're going to have enough testing and rapid testing to make this possible. I don't know why we didn't hear that from the get-go. And I didn't know why they didn't ask for government assistance from the get-go, because it seems like the government is more than willing to help in that area. Whether they should or not, that again is up for debate. I have no idea what the testing stockpile looks like. I have no idea what type of you know rapid test they have and how accurate it is if we're going to have 19 million false positives like they do in the NFL. I have no idea, but if that was the thing holding you up... Why weren't we told about that? More importantly, why weren't the parents told about that? I, I don't know, Mike, but to that to that point, Abbott Labs is one of the companies that's come up with uh, a, a rapid test, right? I mean, they have you know they have uh, people here in Columbus. Abbott Labs obviously has a big presence here in Columbus, but you know where else they have a presence? Their world headquarters in Chicago, right? <laughs> Which is where the Big Ten is, like. I'm just saying, how has that not been a link made by the Big Ten? Not that you have to be in proximity. You got email, you got phones, but my God, it's happening in the same city that you have the people making those decisions and trying to help this situation go. How in the world did the Big Ten not at least, maybe they did. Maybe they reached out and at the time the answer was we don't have anything, but situation changes, information changes. I am surprised at the lack of transparency from the Big Ten. And it continues to amaze me how badly they have botched this whole situation. This decision may be reversed, but if it is, I mean, we'll be excited to have football, but your your champion, your hero is not Kevin Warren. Joe Mixon today, Bengals running back. It's a four-year contract extension. 
So it's this year plus four more years, so five years in total. It's going to be $48 million on the extension, which good for the Bengals, I guess, for handing out the cash if they felt like Joe Mixon was an important part of this offense, and clearly they do. And Joe Mixon was a guy that made his intentions known, that he wanted a new contract, didn't technically hold out, but he kind of did because he was at the facilities and said, I have headaches, I can't really do anything for you until you... Pay me some cash. And he got his cash today. Um, What's his name in Tennessee? I just blanked on his name. Oh, Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Why why do I want to call him Travis Henry? It's not Travis Henry. It's someone much better. That's a different guy. Yes, a different guy completely. Derrick Henry also showed up to my locker, and I'll just take him. (laughs) (laughs) Which Henry? Accidental Kim. That's right. I got it. He got four years, $50 million on his extension. So same amount of money for the most part for Joe Mixon. I have not seen guaranteed money on this deal. Yeah, maybe the guarantees are different. But I think this is the right thing for the Bengals to do. You got a young quarterback. You want him to have all the weapons he can. I know that spending on running backs is not necessarily the the safest gamble in the NFL. But I also think you have to view this from the Bengals' lens that they have to think in the next four years – that's that's always how it goes with these young quarterbacks, right? Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, the lists go on. Usually, you have players who are in their championship window when the teams are, when the quarterback is young, really good from the start, and doesn't cost you a lot of money. You can spend the money on veterans elsewhere. So that's what they're doing right here. They are basically putting a contract in place that will pay out Joe Mixon for the duration of their young quarterback's first contract. And then when he gets paid, if he's that good and he's going to require the big-time deal, well, then Joe Mixon's probably not in the picture anyway because that's the track record of running backs in general, but you're certainly probably not going to make another deal with him on that. So I don't think this is a bad move. I think it's the thing that a winning team would want to do is to try to lock up one of their best players while their young quarterback is learning how to play. So Common good Man for them. and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Sorry oh, I cut right. you off. Thank you. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Accidental, Kim. Hey, an, a former Buckeye got paid today. We'll talk about that. And a new book says Giselle Bunchton slash Brady was sticking up for her hubby. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on Henderson Road west of North High Street. This is an injury. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. The accident. Please be extra cautious over here as traffic begins to build. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown as they try to get this clear. Traffic is going to be a little bit slow in this area for some time. This traffic report is sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza is here. Their lower carb cauliflower crust topped edge to edge with baby spinach, fresh mozzarella, and savory plant-based sausage. Try it today or create your own. Donato's, every piece is important. Almiana Ray with Fan Traffic. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, with the, no, no. This is Man and Bone. 
Let me tell you about my friends at Universal Windows Direct. Are you in the market for some new windows? Well, call my guys and gals at Universal Windows Direct. They have a world-class triple-pane window. It's energy-efficient and, best of all, affordable. The installers who come to your house have your safety in mind and will take every precaution when entering your home. And check out this offer. You probably think you know what I'm going to say, but you don't. You can buy one window, get one window free, and no payments, no interest for, wait for it, not 12 months. No? 24 months! That's 12 more than 12. That's what I heard. Give them a call right now. 614-502-5220 or click. 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 UniversalWindowsDirect.com. Tell them Accidental Kim sent you. (laughs) I, I hope that happens. And I hope when they click. They put in Accidental Kim and someone back at the uh, the website headquarters. That's what I'm going to assume they have is website headquarters. Yes. He's looking at that and goes, Accidental Kim, are are we working with Accidental Kim? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we are. Just just put it down. Common Man probably said it. It's weird. There is no promo code at UniversalWindowsDirect.com, but just go put in Accidental Kim anyway. <laughs> By the way, now I can't get the image of Kim Jong-un complete in military uniform <laughs> showing up at my sixth but grade like locker. A, I picture like a child version of that. Like he's got the hair and he's all dressed to the nines, but it's a child version of him showing up and saying, yes, you asked for Kim. Here I am. I'm here. And then your friend just got the wrong Kim. Mm-hmm. That's all. I blame Joe Pulio, my friend. I do too. Uh, what do you want to do? Oh, former Buckeye. Get some money today. We talked about Joe Mixon getting his four-year, $48 million extension from the Bengals. Well, uh, somebody else got that and a whole lot more. It is former Buckeye Taylor Decker of the Lions. Left tackle. He got six years, $85 million with 37.5 mil fully guaranteed. So let him live. We hear these numbers all the time, but every once in a while, one of them just washes over me and I hear the number and I can't unhear it. Like that's not even the biggest contract we've talked about in the NFL in probably the last three or four weeks. It's definitely not the most money we've talked about in the world of sports in the last year. What did you say? $34 million guaranteed? 37 and a half. 37 and a half. Sorry. 37 and a half million dollars guaranteed. Put your head on the pillow pretty easy at night after that, I would think. And look, man, I, we all know the importance of a good left tackle. And if you have one, you want to hang on to him. I get that. But you had Derrick Henry where they didn't really throw the football at all. They said in the playoffs, you, guy, run over everyone. And he got four years 50. Yeah. Taylor Decker, I'm quite sure, has never played in a playoff game in his life. Is, is a left tackle and gets six-year, $85 yeah. million dollar extension. Well, again, is, again, I know the position. I know the nature of the position. But it's astonishing to me that sometimes there's that gap. Yeah, it's but it's the, it's the longevity of that position. It's the value of that position for not just the running game, but also, of course, the passing game, which is the more important of the two. And that's why you pay a left tackle that much money. So, yeah, I mean, it... You have that position solidified on your offensive line. You're in, you're you're instantly going to be in a better spot, and then you go from there from adding pieces. So, yeah, I mean, he good for him, man. He's former Buckeye, obviously. So glad to hear that he got paid, and I hope that uh, 
that works out well for him, man. The Lions need they need something to be optimistic about because they have not been great. Well, in, in both ways, this makes sense. If Matt Stafford's going to be your guy and you're going to try and compete with a veteran quarterback, this makes sense because you want someone to go out there and protect your guy. If he's not going to be your guy and this is his final year, he goes someplace else and you draft a young quarterback, well, you want yourself a stud left tackle there to protect that new quarterback, right? So they probably look at this as a win-win situation. They're not going to lose on this investment unless he just completely hurts himself. Maybe an easier way to say that is I can't foresee a scenario where they wouldn't want to have a great left tackle. Right. Right. I mean, I don't don't see a scenario for any NFL team where they wouldn't want to do that. So if Taylor Decker can live up to that contract, that'll be great for Lions fans. There is a new book coming out. It's called The Dynasty by Jeff Benedict. It's about the Patriots. And in this book, he talks about how Giselle, uh, Tommy's husband, Mm -hmm. was very vocal of his treatment during a meeting with Robert Kraft at Bob Kraft's house. This is in the weeks after the 2018 Super Bowl. It says Belichick was not present, but Giselle told Kraft she and Brady were sick of Belichick treating the quarterback like, quote, effing Johnny Foxborough, which, by the way, I love. That That is a pretty great name. Tom Brady's new name is Johnny Foxborough. And mm-hmm. right now, uh, Lane Kiffin is somewhere at a bar using that as a fake name. No, using Joey Freshwater. No, because people know Joey Freshwater. Oh, you're right. You got to get away from that one. That's exactly right. Uh, Giselle said it was bad enough that Belichick refused to voice approval for Brady, but even worse still, the un- that he unloaded on him during meetings and gave him a hard time. Yeah, well, okay. I mean, I don't know what the right answer is there because one could say that's probably not the best way to approach things. You could easily also understand that Bill Belichick has had a lot of success approaching things the way he did. And would it be wrong to criticize him for the methods that he used that now Tom Brady and apparently Giselle did not enjoy at the time, but it still got pretty tremendous results up until the last couple of years? No, and- but it's also not wrong to point out that Bill Belichick didn't have any of this success without Tom Brady. No, you're right. I, I know that's always going to be at, well, it won't be after this year. We'll, well, no. we'll probably get some clarity on it. We won't get full clarity on it though, because who knows what Cam Newton is for the Patriots. We would, I'll say this. We will know in the next five years. I think that's fair because if, if the Patriots don't do anything this year, they will have a, you know, pretty decent draft selection and maybe they go out and get a franchise quarterback. And if in two years, Belichick's still coaching and they are right back in the AFC championship picture again, then yeah, you could say, all right, it's it's Bill Belichick. But if uh, Johnny Foxborough goes out there and gets the Bucks to I don't know, like a pretty solid playoff position, they win a couple playoff games, even if they don't win a Super Bowl, you're going to have to say, all right, Tom, it's it's not it's not his problem, it's not Tom Brady's problem that the Patriots sucked last year. And uh, I don't know, be a weird scenario if both of those things played out, where the Patriots were good and the Bucks were good, and we didn't really still get an answer. Joe Mixon got his cash today. There is another NFL running back waiting for his. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming... 
I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Good evening. Watch out for an accident on 71 northbound at 11th Avenue. It is causing delays in this area as they work to get this clear. Watch out for backups in the meantime. You are going to find that traffic is slow on 71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in this area as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by BP. Hey Columbus, fill your tank with Amico Ultimate with Invigorate and keep on going. Amico Ultimate with Invigorate at BP and Amico Stations. Only an array with fan traffic. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. Uh-huh. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Then we have Inside the Crew at 8 o'clock. Oh. Bone, I have to confess I've not been keeping up with the crew. How's everything going? Well, it hasn't been great the last couple outings. They have not played tremendously well. Had a 0-0 draw against FC Cincinnati over we the weekend. We don't like to see that. No, they play Philadelphia tomorrow, and I believe that game is on the road. And obviously, it'll be a little different than the normal times they're on the road because I don't think fans are going to be in attendance. But I will tell you this, when Columbus goes to play the Philadelphia Union at their whatever stadium, uh, it doesn't usually go well. It's usually one of the worst games of the season, and I don't know why. Because it's been different coaches, different players, different everything. Columbus goes to Philly it's either like a 0-0 game or the crew lose on a BS goal one to nothing. So I hope I'm wrong tomorrow, but I don't feel great about that game. I think, though, Sunday, that's when they're back at Mafre and they're playing the second leg of the Hell is Real that's right. battle from last weekend. So they will be playing the rivalry game against FC Cincinnati, and let's hope they can get a better result. They have got to find a way to break through. Teams are just... Parking the bus right now in front of the goal. They're just defending and not, they're challenging the crew to score on that defense. So let's see if the crew can answer that call. You can catch that crew Philadelphia game tomorrow night right here on the fan. And of course, inside the crew is tonight at eight. Josh Gordon has sold his Patriots Super Bowl ring. He was on that 2018 team, right? But he was suspended. But they still gave him a ring. So he decided to sell it and he got $138,000 for it. All proceeds going to him. Yeah. Oh, there's, I mean, I mean good he, for him. Right. So you, I mean, he missed out on how much salary. He has to make up some money someplace. <laughs> he said, I guess I'll sell this ring. I wasn't really a part of this team anyway. You know, it's weird, though. I, I wonder, I know, obviously, you would want it if you're a Patriots fan with the means to buy it, because how else are you going to get one other than someone who probably wasn't a big part of the team selling it, right? Right. Right. Like, it's It's got to be weird when you invite someone over if you've won that bid and you have it on display, and then they're like, oh, wow, how'd you get this? And it's like, well, believe it or not, Josh Gordon put it up for sale. And it's like, wait, Josh Gordon was on that team? And it's like, yes, he was. I forgot, too. You know what? But- they're probably not honest where they got it. It's probably like, oh, I'm a, I'm a friend of Bob Kraft, and he gave me one of these. <laughs> well, I bet the, you that's what it is. If you've got the means to spend that type of money, that's at least plausible, right? That yeah. you may have run into him and... But then, of course, you got now you got to live the lie. Oh, me and like, Bob, oh, we, we used to go to the rub and tug places together, and he gave me this ring. You guys are such close friends. Maybe I could join you the next time you go, or or just maybe we could hang out. And then that's when your story falls apart. Is someone starts asking too many questions? Right. You gotta you gotta think about the lie before you do it. 
Joe Mixon got his cash today. Bengals running back, four years, $48 million on the extension. Alvin Kamara from the Saints wants his money, and he's not showing up until he gets it. He is scheduled to make 2.1. That's low. In the, yeah. <laughs> in the final year of his yeah. rookie contract. I want to say he's the third highest paid running back on that team. And he obviously does so much. He catches the ball out of the backfield, and he's a difference maker on that offense. Now, I'm not saying he he doesn't have the right to change his mind, because clearly he's done that, and he does. But previously, he was the guy. He would come out and say, look, I don't get involved with money. When my agent has something to tell me, he'll tell me. I'm not one of these guys that's going to hold out. I'm here to play football, and that's all I care about. Well, fast forward to now... And he's decided to hold out. And again, yeah. I'm not I'm not crapping on him for that decision, but those were his words that he went public with, and something has clearly changed his mind. Yeah, I think it would be good advice for any young player to not make too many grandiose statements about what you will and won't do when it comes to contract negotiations, because your desires are often not represented in contract negotiations. You know, a lot of players probably think, I'd tell my agent to do, to do this, I'd tell my agent to do that. Well, then your agent, who, yes, does work for you, and certainly you tell your agent, get a deal done, I don't care what it takes, I will take much less money, they'll yell at you for it, but eventually if that's what you say you want, they'll get it done. But I think if a player, usually what most players probably think is, I just want the best deal I can get, I pay this guy to get me the best deal he can get me, I'll do what he says. And that's the reality. And if if your agent thinks the best way to get the deal that you want is to... Make a make your team nervous by saying maybe I won't come up and play. Then all of a sudden that puts the pressure back on the team. So it's probably better not to make those statements because you can't always back him up. And like you said, I don't blame him for doing what's right for him. He should do that. But yeah, maybe before you make those statements, just think that someday down the road you may have to change your position on that. Um. He is, let me let me look at this. Christian McCaffrey's making $16 million a year. Derrick Henry is getting 12 and a half. And then sure. Joe Mixon, slightly under that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to pay him as much as Christian McCaffrey, right? You're not paying him $16 million a year. No, but if you pay him $10 million a year, that's still $8 million more than what he's making right now per year. And that well, might that, be undervalued. that's right. Now, I guess the report is he wants something between Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. So he'll want more than $10 million a year of if course. these reports are to be believed. I mean, I'm just saying if you could get a bargain out of him, it would still be $8 million a year. So, yeah, he, he I, it totally makes sense that he would want to hold out and get more money. I don't blame him for that at all. And I think you're in the position where you're you're in it to win it with Drew Brees. You have no idea how much longer Drew Brees is going to play. This could be it. Sean Payton, I guess, wants it to be hit so he can anoint (laughs) Taysom Hill, your guy. But you're trying to win the Super Bowl this year. You can't afford to play hardball with Alvin Kamara. And you wonder, because he hasn't made a ton of money, and they can technically find him $40,000 a day, how long can he afford to hold out? I don't know. Yeah, it just depends on whether or not he would be able to get that. As most of these deals, whenever there is a holdout, usually that's worked out in the new contract, right? Is, hey, as part of you signing this deal, we're going to go ahead and waive all those fines that we're entitled to collect from you. We're not going to do that. So it's not like he's holding out as early as he could have, though, right? I mean, we're 12 days before the season. That does put the team in a bind, but that's kind of the point, I would guess. I was listening to our friends Anthony Rothman and Matty Ice today. You can catch him noon to three right here on The Fan. They had a familiar voice on the air today. 
Oh. Voice of the Indians, Tom Hamilton, was yes. on the program. I heard that, too. Former employee of this here radio station, and he was talking about Zach Plesak, who's going to start tonight, and how he's a good kid, just made a mistake. And, oh, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Maybe he did. I have no he's idea. A, I mean, Zach Plesak is an idiot. I will say that. Like he, oh, He's a good he was, kid. Made a mistake. Well, he's dumb for making the first mistake of going out when you're not supposed to. Dumber for making a video on Instagram that was like, Man, the media is just totally taking my words out of context and totally extrapolating the situation. It's like, no, that's you doing it right now, idiot. Like, stop. You're being stupid. Indians and Royals again tonight. They lost to the Royals last night, so they fall out of first place. Indians now, as we sit on September 1st, whatever that means. That used to mean something. <laughs> I guess it still does mean something because well, the season's yeah, over after this month. But. It's the it's the season's over after this month. It's also just about the halfway point of the season for the teams that have been able to play all their games, which is not all the teams. But as of you know, going into last night, they were still in first place. They're no longer. But they were 26th in the league in batting average, 24th in the league in runs. And I also want to point out again... Because I feel sorry for you, Indian fans. They did nothing to address any weaknesses yesterday. Nothing. No. And when you can't hit, I mean, you can have all the pitching you want, but you do have to put runs across the plate, and their inability to do that has got to be so frustrating for these pitchers who are still, as we marveled at yesterday, despite all the guys they've lost on that rotation, they still have great starting pitching. And then you you can't win games because you can't score. It's... Mind-boggling. Meanwhile, down south, I'm going to start this. Teddy doesn't have the balls to do it. I don't know why. Hashtag fire David Bell. I've seen enough. Yeah. That's, I, that's it for him. I'm done. I'm done. This Ted, team, why are you this not team ready to go? is because he's, he's weak. This team is too good <laughs> to be five games under 500. And I know, oh, well, he doesn't hit the baseball. It doesn't matter. This is a pattern. This is not a Christian Yelich type situation where the dude won the MVP in 2018. He was right there in 2019. And for some reason, he's having a weird year. He's hitting 195. David Bell wasn't the manager of the year last year. And all of a sudden, for some reason, it's just hit the fan. We had these problems and concerns going into this year. He's done nothing to address it. He's a clown. Call Buck show Walter on the phone now. The end. That's your, that, I like that that's your solution is in case of emergency, break yeah. glass for Buckshow Walter. You call Buckshow Walter in, he beats some ass when he walks in there. <laughs> that's what he does. They need it though. Someone needs to get through. I mean, I don't know how the Reds can be this bad. Every I know maybe it's on us for having false expectations, but I don't no, think so. No, there's no false. Was it just us? They're, or no. was it all the baseball people looking at no. this roster saying, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, and you know what? Another team they were saying that about was the Padres. And look what they're doing. They're actually living up to their expectations and then adding pieces. Unfortunately, the Reds can't say the same thing, and the Indians can't either. Uh, Teddy also wants me to tell you that the crew are home tomorrow night, so you can go to hell. Oh, they're home? Yeah. I thought they were on the They're road. not All in right, Philadelphia. Well, they're in either home. way, Philadelphia, tough game. I hate it. All right, back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC at... The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed. With arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good evening. Still watching that accident on I-71 northbound at 11th Avenue. Traffic is still slow in this area as they work to get the roadway clear. Please be cautious over here as traffic continues to build. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Farmers Market. It's no surprise that healthy living begins with what we eat. Stop by Fresh Time Farmers Market for organic avocados, just 99 cents each now through September 1st. You can trust Fresh Time to bring you real food at real affordable prices. Only an array with van traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. One of the fine hosts of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys, man and bone. Long time, man. How you doing? I got to tell you, man, last night, you know, you were out. And so Chopper Chops, Mark Finch, was filling in for you. I heard about that. And he did such a good job that I'm surprised to hear you today. I thought we'd just give the job right to Chops. (laughs) Hi. You're fired. You never know. Might be coming down the pike. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How have you been? I miss you. There's been no news today, Tim, so uh, I don't know if you're going to have enough to fill up your show because really haven't had anything happening in the Big Ten. Nothing like that's been going on, so. No, but uh, thanks, Bone. But about about missing man, you know, I was just lying in bed awake last night just thinking about one of your lunch belches right in my face. He's while we're playing just a some common man. Office basketball. What a weird <laughs> thing to think about at night. You know, I, I hate to bring this up, but uh, we've probably played the last game ever of office basketball because God. there will there will be a day oh, where no. all of us come back in the office, but we are moving offices. We're going to be in a, a new building, and we're so? not we're not but we're not going to have offices. You're not going to have an office. You're going to have a cubicle. Be a wall? Yeah, but other people are going to be working like out in the open. Oh, is that what's usually going on when people are playing office basketball? Is <laughs> oh, other that, people is that what are you working? Call it in there, working. Because <laughs> that's Paul's definitely not working. annoying to just hear. Let me tell you something. You miss it. God, you miss it. It's all I hear for like two hours a day when don't we were in the office. Don't sit there and tell me that you don't miss the camaraderie of this office. Because I'm in here every single day. It's like a ghost town in here. Yeah, I know you are, but the, and I do miss the camaraderie. You're right. But what I don't miss is what I'm trying to concentrate on. Like, what was the other thing I was supposed to do today? I know I had something. I wrote down on a piece of paper. What is going on? And then in the other room, I just hear, and then I just don't know what to do. I'm just like, I don't, I don't even know what they're doing in there. And that's part of the game is you guys just doing that. Yeah, you know, that's my right. Son, you, you never my have any of those moments new... of wasting time just sitting out in the right. hallway talking about the deleted <laughs> scenes from Force Awakens <laughs> with, with uh, Daniel. That, none of that happens. That's right. right. Timmy, would you acknowledge at least, because I know Common Man never will, would you acknowledge at least that perhaps the office basketball games got slightly longer over the time and they were played with a little more frequency than when they first started. Is that not a fair thing to point out? Well, it's just it's tough to apologize for building team chemistry. Oh, okay. I mean, the, the whole idea yeah. there, Bone, is about camaraderie. And you were always invited to be a part of the office basketball, but you wanted to sit in there and have your microwaved lunch and just have the lights turned down low. And yeah, it's think Bruce Lee Part show. Two over there in that office. <laughs> It's making fish in the microwave. There was no fish, Bryce. Oh, oh, what are you doing over there? Making all that noise. Uh, sorry, Mike. The internet tells me that you're the one who makes fish in the microwave. That's so. that's right. That's not. Stop me. sending it to me, by the way, people. 
I've seen it a million times. <laughs> I say keep sending it. I love right. it. Uh, what's coming up on the show tonight, Timmy? Kind of like Bone said, we got a lot of news. Uh, Big Ten trending for different reasons right now. We'll update uh, Haskell Garrett's situation. We've got our first Ohio State transfer. Does that mean anything? Jeremy Birmingham will talk some recruiting with us from Letterman Row. And uh, we'll have the college football pulse. Hashtag Buckeyes in the second hour. Full two hours tonight. Big two-hour Buckeyes show. Top of the hour. Friday, Friday, Friday. Right here on the fan. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Boner. Well, man, uh, if you are a fan of the Rocketeer movies, as I was, you'll appreciate this story. Because according to a recent report, a pilot was leaving LAX uh, Sunday night in an American Airlines jet. And about 10 miles from the airport, he radioed the tower at about 3,000 feet and said, Tower American 1997, we just passed a guy in a jet pack. That's right. A man was flying around on a jet pack. <laughs> no. and another, And a second pilot confirmed it. And tweet, er, tweeted, it radioed into air traffic a few minutes later and said, we just saw a guy passing us in a jetpack. <laughs> so uh, it looks like the local news, uh, Fox News there in L.A. How high spoke- were they? About 3,000 feet off the ground. Wow. Um, they said, the second plane said, off of our left side, maybe 300 yards or so, about our altitude. So 300 yards away from a plane, 3,000 feet off the ground, the FAA... Uh, said that they had the report made around 6.30 p.m. local time. Uh, they have not identified, quote, the guy in the jetpack. So I don't know, Timmy. Maybe they can call him Rocket Boy or Rocket Man or no, those stink. I don't know. How about, how about Rocketeer? That's what they need did, to call this guy. Did you say plural? Rocketeer's plural? Was there a no, no, second no. movie no. I didn't know about? No, there was a, there's a TV show that's on Disney Plus, I think, that's like oh. a cartoon. But no, there were two planes that saw this rocketeer or whatever he was, this person with a jetpack. So, yeah, one of my favorite movies. Seems though, logical. I mean, I think it's a safe way to transport human beings. Just throw rockets. Right hey, on it's our social back. distancing, right? If you can't fly, <laughs> just get a jetpack and then you can fly around. Uh, Buckeye show is coming up next. Inside the crew at eight, and then at nine. A little thing called you'll see, because we That's have right. no perverted tonight. Oh. He's taking the night off. He is? Yep. Okay. It's his swingers party tonight. Oh, I see. He's got something to do. All right. Well, bring the bowl and the keys, Ted. And the upside down pineapple. Yep. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier accident has cleared from 71 northbound at 11th Avenue, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Watch out for residual backups in this area, about a 5 to 10 minute slowdown as traffic continues to clear over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay per mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. 
I'm Leanna Ray with Band Traffic. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry, the other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald! Bald, bald! Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I, too, would be bald if I, don't, if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now yeah. for almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> hey. I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe, I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, You're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I... You can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just... Stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, there are other white people who can pull it off. I'm just saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's, I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is, you got to do it every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. To get the, to get the cue ball look like I have the stubble going and sometimes it gets a little longer than to shave it back down. But the, the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down. Then is it okay where it is now? Because well, I just fine wanna, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Like every other fat. Soccer yes, loving guy. Good. Right I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcast. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us care, heating and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 